Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self-proclaimed Zenial Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. What's up, queer creatives and everyone else out there who's listening? Just because you may not be a queer creative, maybe you're just queer and don't consider yourself a creative, maybe you're a creative and aren't queer, and maybe you're, you don't consider yourself either of those, and that is 100% okay. There's something here for everyone, I'm absolutely sure. I hope you're all having a great day. On this Thursday, for me, it's Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. And I just actually had my last class with my certification, my new coaches who are going off into the world and going to be coaching all the people. And it's bittersweet. I love I love getting to like set them free with all the skills they've acquired. But like, I'm, I'm going to miss them. I always miss them. Training new coaches is one of my favorite things that I do. So... Um, yeah, I'm having all the feels and it's okay. So I'm just going to dive right in today because I'm so effing excited about today's topic. And I mean, I always am, but for whatever reason, I cannot wait to tell you all about coaching. Um, so in my best homage to JVN with no further delay today, we are answering the question, what even is coaching? If you don't listen to Jonathan Van Ness's podcast, that's how um, it's uh, getting curious with JVN. And that's kind of like, like Jonathan's always answering a question about something that they're curious about. And so today we're answering that question. What even is coaching? And I have to tell you that I actually love this question. Um, And it comes up for so many people. And I actually want to share with all of you non-coaches out there, that you're not alone and having no idea what the fuck coaching is. Because I also get this question from coaches in training and brand new coaches, which is something we talked about in our final class today. But it's phrased a little differently. Um, they're usually asking, how do they ask me, right? How do I explain coaching to people? And I'm like, girl, if you ain't know what coaching is, why are you trying to be a coach? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't say that. Um, but right, like, if you don't have an idea of what, like, how to talk about coaching, what even brought you to coaching in the first place, or what made, not even what brought you to coaching in the first place, what made you decide to get certified to become a coach if you're not sure what it is? That's a whole nother conversation. So for the coaches, the new coaches, whether they're just starting out in training or they're graduating like mine are today, I know that it's coming from a few different beliefs that that are causing like some insecurity, um, maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, some embarrassment. And some of those thoughts are like, people won't understand what this is. Uh, People think coaching is a scam. People are going to judge me for leaving, insert whatever well-respected high-earning job that they currently have, to become a life coach on the internet. And you know what? Some people might judge you for leaving whatever, like, well-respected, high-paying, whatever you have to become a coach on the internet, but, like, let them judge you. 
Who fucking cares? But I have to say what they're looking for in that moment is for me to give them an answer that like they are going to think is good enough to kind of clap back at their haters um, and give them some confidence, right? Like if they know they have a like a good response, a quote unquote good response, then they're going to feel better at being able to answer that question and maybe have it sort of bolster their confidence around this new endeavor that they might actually be like a little bit nervous about. But I have to say the the result of them kind of indulging in this moment of confusion around how to speak about and market coaching is that you, the consumer, never gets an answer to your question. And that is, what is coaching and how it can help you? So today, I am giving you those answers. And I have to tell you a funny story. <laughs> um, I love it. So I actually tried to do like a, an Ask Me, an anonymous Ask Me Anything on Instagram to see what people's questions about coaching are. And it was a total fail. Like I got like four responses and none of them were even about coaching. Um, one person asked me if I'd ever gotten into a fist fight and the answer is No. My older brother did used to like beat me up a bit and my way of fighting back was to like lay on my back and like kick him because I had like strong dancer legs. So, um, but the answer to that question is like, no, I have not actually ever punched anybody nor really been punched, honestly. Um, another person told me that they missed me, which is super sweet, but it's anonymous. So I don't know who it is. So if you're listening, it's possible that I also miss you. But it's also very unlikely because I have object permanence issues with people. So, like, if you're not around me, I forget you exist until I see you. And then I'm like, oh, I miss you. So it's not personal. I just don't tend to miss people. Another person asked me if everything is okay. And yes, yes, everything is. And lastly, someone um, told me that they have a crush on me, which even though it is possible it came from a bot or like otherwise fake account. Like I feel very flattered because, you know, a girl has to take all the compliments she can get, especially once you become a woman of a certain age, um, which I now am. <laughs> so I just told you that little story because like if you're trying to build a business online and maybe you found me through channels where like I'm quite well known, Maybe you're thinking that I would be immune to low or in this case, no useful engagement online, but fear not. Um, I am also a victim of that sometimes. Sometimes people just aren't, they aren't in for the, sometimes people are just not in for the engagement and I don't have to make that mean anything about me, but have no fear. I have answers to all your burning questions and even to ones you did not know you have. Because I have been told before that it is as though I am inside people's heads. So I've thought of it all. And in addition, as luck would have it, while thinking about this episode, the universe offered me an amazing quote that I saw on my friend Trudy LeBron's Instagram. And Trudy is a super successful, badass DEI coach. If you don't know her work, you absolutely need to. And she has a book out called The Anti-Racist Business Book which I think absolutely everyone needs to read, whether you have a business or not, because it can help you create awareness around whether the companies you work for and engage with share your values in regard to operating from an equity-centered place. And I'm going to assume that you care about that because you're here listening to this podcast. 
So the quote is actually from Richard Nixon, who is obviously problematic, but that does not mean he didn't have some good things to say at some point. And this was a good thing. Apparently, he declared October 6th National Coaches Day in 1972. And although he was talking about sport coaches, I think the sentiment applies anywhere to any coach. Coaches are highly qualified teachers in highly specialized fields. But more than that, they are friends and counselors who help instill in their players important attitudes that will serve them all their lives. And I cannot agree with this more. And I know this from like the 25 years I spent as a dance educator, that the attitudes we help instill are the most important parts of the training. And it's why I actually wanted to become a coach is because I realized that the the biggest impact I was having was on the minds of my students. And just recently, I was talking to a mother of two former students, and she told me that her older daughter will still quote me to this day with some kind of mindset-related thing that I said. She no longer even dances, but the way that I taught her to approach her training is applicable across all areas of her life and will be forever. So she gets to keep that and let it continue to guide her, which is what I think really great coaches do. So to put it simply, I would say that one of the main things that I do as a coach is to help people achieve their goals. And I do that not by telling them what to do, but by helping to bring awareness to why they aren't creating the results that they want currently. It's called causal coaching, basically focusing on the cause of the problem. And it can be applied to the smallest things like why you have trouble making decisions about what it is that you want to make for dinner or to other things that are bigger for you, like uh, why you haven't started writing that book that you've been dreaming about. As a coach, I specialize in working with people that already have a lot of knowledge about their brains and habits, right? They've they've read all the self-help books from the like totally woo-woo to the ultra-scientific but they can't seem to put it all together and implement the awareness and insights in a way that creates real lasting change. So I draw on my experience, right, as a dance educator, a fitness instructor, a real estate agent, and the education from my life coaching certification to help them with a super personalized program that addresses the specific areas that they need to work on to get the results they want. I also help people become their own accountability partner. This is one of the most important things that I do for my clients, especially the ones that believe they need someone else to answer to. But if I do my job correctly, I make myself obsolete. And I would love to work with every one of my clients forever, but that is not necessarily the goal because if they're only doing it for me, then when I'm not there, they won't be able to do it for themselves. And that's not what I want. For me, like if I can teach my clients how to show up for themselves, I've given them the formula to accomplish any goal. And then, of course, we all always have mind drama. So we could coach forever, but it's not because they need me to be accountable to, right? It's because for as long as you have a human brain, you can benefit from someone pointing out what your blind spots are um, because often you're too close to the situation to see that. And what I learned from my teacher, Bro Castillo, in, in my certification is, it, um, is this analogy about that client 
um, coach relationship. And she talks about how it's like the client is on the inside of a jar and the coach is on the outside reading them the label because you can't read the, the jar. You can't read the label from the inside the jar. And that really is a large part of coaching. It's asking questions and making observations and helping clients see what they can't see for themselves, right? That's kind of like, because we're removed from the situation, we're able to see it from a different perspective. Another super important thing about what I do specifically is that I'm able to apply an intersectional, queer, feminist, anti-patriarchal lens to the work, right? I talk a lot about that on the podcast. This is super important for my clients specifically because they're usually members of one or more groups of people that have been marginalized. And it's because with that, right, Our even though our brains are so amazing and they're so powerful, we've all absorbed so many messages that we just believe are facts which impact what we think is possible to achieve in our lives. It can be so freeing to realize that you aren't just shy or like more reserved naturally, but that you have learned through implicit or even explicit messaging that your voice is not welcome in many spaces, right? When it's dangerous to speak up or to be seen, we unconsciously develop patterns of behavior that like only when we recognize them can we start to untangle them. And the way we do that is by looking at ourselves through a compassionate lens. As a coach, I'm there for you to hold this neutral, loving, and compassionate space so that you can start to see yourself from a place of non-judgment. Because we're not taught. We're not taught this. We're not taught like that we can move through the world this way. We're actually taught the opposite. Um, we believe that the only way to grow is by having a constant litany of negative judgments to motivate us to be different. But here's the thing. You cannot hate yourself into a version of yourself that you will love. Meaning, if you're only ever looking at yourself negatively, there's no amount of growth where you will one day turn around and start celebrating yourself. You will only ever be able to see more things you need to work on. And we're not meant to be in a perpetual state of growth. But we also have a hard time noticing when it might be time to sit back and let ourselves metabolize what we've learned. A coach can help with that. And I don't know if this is a coincidence, but I think not. (laughs) As a coach for queer creatives, a lot of my clients also happen to be neurodivergent. And I think that creatives already don't think in mainstream ways. You know, it's how we kind of create all this like new crazy shit that we put out into the world. So it's no surprise that someone with like ADHD or history with anxiety or some other unique way of processing the world and their environment around them would be drawn to working with me. I've I've talked about my own mental health and I've really worked to um, destigmatize medication and the need for extra support. So I think it makes sense that like the way that the lens, that lens that I'm looking at the work through and presenting the work is really appealing to people who process differently. And I think that's because in addition to a lot of the messaging around how to get motivated and get shit done, being very energetically masculine, it's also very blatantly panders to the neurotypical. Um, And much 
like all the socialization we receive, it makes anyone that can't like work that way think that there's something wrong with them and that they're never going to be able to like be successful if they can't, for instance, like crush it at time blocking. So I, I'm really good at working with my clients to help them realize that like they already know how they work best and what specific things work for their specific brain and processing. And if they don't know, we create a plan for them to learn that. And from there, right, we can decide what ways of working they want to implement that may also be a stretch for them. Like what skills do they want to acquire that are going to require some mind management? And this is why it's so personalized because no two clients are going to want to work the same way. I'm not just handing out like cookie cutter formulas and saying, follow these 10 steps and you'll be okay, right? We create it together to draw on your strengths and intentionally select the weaknesses that you want to improve on. And we do it strategically. So we've covered like what coaching is and what my role is in helping you and what I do with my clients. And now I want to address like these three major questions that come up all the time across the board. And the first one is, who is coaching for? And literally, it's for anyone. Anyone looking for the support that a coach offers. It's not just a luxury that some people can benefit from. Everyone has a brain and everyone gets stuck on things sometimes. And there are coaches and coaching programs across all price ranges. Most coaches have free resources where they give away so much value There are memberships that are as low as $60 a month, and there's private one-on-one coaches that charge $20,000 a year, and like a million other options in between, right? This is like such a spectrum of what's represented in the coaching world. And so, you know, there there is a way for you to get coaching if you really want it. The next thing is, why try coaching? And my answer is, honestly, why wouldn't you? For me, coaching was a game changer. It really helped me to synthesize everything I had learned and distill it down into a clear path to create what I want. And if you've been trying it on your own with no success, really there's nothing to lose by trying it with the help of a coach because it isn't more noble to get there on your own. And honestly, no one ever really does. We all have people. We all have support systems. But... Unlike your best friend or your partner or your mom, I'm not here to just agree with you and cheer you on. That's a cheerleader's job. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to offer you an alternative perspective. I'm here to challenge you. And I'm here to inspire you. That's what I'm trained to do. Your loved ones are not. And lastly, when is the best time? And this is true of anything There is never a right time. The tools that you'll learn in coaching will be available for you forever, and they will continue to add value to your life for as long as you use them. And they can be applied to everything once you have them. So there is no goal too big or too small. And I'll say often why people don't ever reach their potential is because they're trying to reach too far into the future to create something that they don't even have the capacity to understand the magnitude of. So they actually get demotivated by reaching that far. So we can start small. Or 
We can totally go all in on creating a path to your biggest and wildest dreams. One is not better than the other. So if you have any more questions about coaching or what it looks like to work with me, you can email me at chris at theonlychrishale.com or head over to my website, theonlychrishale.com to book your free consult today. And I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five-star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.